There are 7.5 billion people on planet Earth, and scientists say you can only make friends with 400 of them. Jacob already has 400 friends, so now he can only talk to strangers. This is a podcast with strangers. No cold open this week. Or maybe this is the cold open. Um, the fly's dead. I haven't seen it in, in a while. So, so yeah. yeah, if you were tuning in to see how the fly is, it's dead. Um, welcome to a podcast for strangers. My name is Jacob Dyer. You can find me while well, you can. I've turned off my social media, so I'm not on social media anymore. I'm so sorry. But you can find this podcast social media on Twitter, uh, which is strangers PDCST. I'm here joined with my producer uh, and assistant interviewer. Um, and also taste tester, uh, Dallas. Hey, I'm I'm actually assistant to the producer, taste tester. Okay. Do you prefer big spoons or do you prefer the little shovels like you get in ice cream shops? Oh, like little shovels? Yeah. I don't know. What, is that a thing? Like I mean, a little like, spoon, you know? Oh, like with the long handle? Yeah. Yeah, I um, if I'm eating soup, I like little spoons, actually. I feel fancy and it makes the soup last longer. Have you ever put like a, a spray bottle top, you know, with the trigger in your soup and you can just in oh. the soup in your mouth? Yeah, I think that would uh, maximize taste bud coverage oh, also. for sure. And also you don't need to wash up. So, yeah, you're I should just carry one of those little uh, breath, you know, little mint breath sprays. <laughs> just keep soup, soup in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you're tuning into this podcast and you're wondering what, what it's about... It is indeed a podcast with strangers. We talk to strangers. We talk to people we've never met before um, and we interview them and talk about their life and their hopes and their dreams and their fears and their um, failings and their successes and all the rest of it. We don't do any background checks. We don't do any criminal checks. Um, we kind of just let these people do what they want. <laughs> Dallas, who do we have this week? Girls. Girls night. Um, and... Anime is uh, connected to uh, Pleb Comics, which was episode eight. Um, so I guess I guess they're besties. Or they are. Be- like they soup. are lovers. Um, lovers, haters, like platonic lovers. I kinda. don't. Uh, I, I. It's not for us to say. It's not for us to speculate. But I. I know they have a very special bond, and I wish I had the same as somebody. Um, and yet, I am alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you. If you're wondering. If you want to know more about anime, I would heartily re- uh, suggest going and listening to the Pleb Comics interview. Let's stop fucking talking. Let's just listen to the first interview. Dallas, load it up. Press play. Go. Yep. Next guest is Annie May from California. Annie, thank you so much for coming on. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, Annie, what is the best animal-themed superhero that you can think of? spider because it does it does everything i mean there's so much to do with it and i was thinking about that in terms of other animals yeah they've lived a long time they've lived forever in their own right so like fossils have been discovered so insects or other things like that they are either poisonous or not or venomous poisonous things like that um they have multiple eyes so they basically they don't need to hear anything or they like they hear through vibrations so they don't really have ears so that means they're like almost soundproof in their own right but 
they can pretty much react to the world around them before like anyone else can and i feel like that's just a, it, it's next to sharks like a shark is any any animal that's existed from prehistoric times pretty much because they've pretty much tested the time of existing i guess ostriches to some extent are kind of on that list but i don't know well well the one's from australia so the which is basically like a living dinosaur so between kiwis and i can't remember what it's called um, but it's another kakapo is that what it yeah. is it's it basically they know. have a they I have much. <laughs> well, okay, now I gotta look it up. Uh, Australian <laughs> bird, <laughs> Australian well, killer bird. <laughs> there's there's a, there's a parrot. There's a parrot in in oh, yeah, Australasia. Oh, cassowary. That's what it is. Okay. So the cassowary oh, yeah, is a blue, blue-headed, yeah. black-feathered. You know, just all feet will kill yeah. you. Does not yeah. give a shit whether you live or die or have emotions. It's like if you're in its fucking way, you will. It's it's the perf. I guess next to like a spider, something like that animal yeah. themed. Like it's just they have existed, and it's the perfect design. Your your ideal animal themed superhero would be like a caso. Uh, well, it would Casarari. Casarari. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like okay, so we're gonna go prehistoric super animals. Yeah, yeah. He could be the super villain, but like a spider, a shark, um, yeah. a horseshoe crab. Uh, cockroach and um, that would trying be to... shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't like cockroaches? Like, don't worry. Don't worry, everyone. I've got it. I've got. I'll save the day. I'm the cockroach, and I'm like, ah. You never seen Mucha Lucha? Ew. You not seen Mucha uh, Lucha? Mucha Lucha? It's a that it's could a... be a disease. For all I know, that sounds like a disease. <laughs> it's a TV show from the late '90s, so it kind of okay. came out the same time SpongeBob did, and it involves. Um, mass wrestler, mass wrestlers from Mexico, and it's all about cool. luchadora. And yep. there's the three main characters. There's a guy called Ricochet, or the kid, mm-hmm. uh, Buena Girl, who's yep. which just means good girl, and then the flea. And his whole thing is just being stinky and annoying. And it's like the perfect thing because he's stinky and annoying, and he basically you know causes most of the mischief, but nobody wants to fuck with him because he's a gross flea. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. So that's like cockroaches are durable. They're also it, and I could much like with the Casarare, like when you actually look at it, there's multiple different versions. So ostrich is one from Africa. Casarare is one from, uh, well, God, what was the uh, Jurassic Park? They're the dinosaurs that trample and stampede in the one scene. That's where they come from. So like ostriches. Uh, Struthosaurus, I think. Or, I forgot what they're called. Yeah, I, but well, hang on. Ostriches are in Africa. I thought ostriches were in. Well, emus. Australia. I don't. No, cassowaries are from Australia. That's where right. you're getting confused. So ostriches are the black and white ones with the long yes. neck, and they're, they're they're bigger. So the cassowaries are about half the size. Same with like an emu. But I don't remember where emus come from. That's what I think. No, em- emus are 100 from Australia because they had the emu war okay. in Australia. All right. Because they. The Australians tried to wipe out the emus and they lost. All right. Well, I'm looking at the page right now. Cassowaries are from New Guinea, which is northern Australia. So they're kind of. So emus are the more domestic. They're probably the domesticated version of there the same somebody, species. There's somebody listening to this right now and screaming at this information that we're saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, ah, somebody's what? Like, <laughs> somebody's going to be sending us an email and they're going to be like, why are you guys getting it wrong? <laughs> 
<laughs> Get me on the podcast now. I will correct you co- completely. Anyway, but, but so the idea of like a flea or a cockroach being like the other one. <laughs> A flea is useless. A a flea flea is is not useless. No, a flea is good for getting places. Uh I can't fault you. But like, and then what? Like, you're not going to stop like a mugging just because you arrived there. You're a flea. Well, fleas also are very durable. They have insanely thick um, skin. So, you know, when you have to try if you've ever had to kill a flea, you have to rip those fuckers apart and their heads are still alive. Like they mm. could keep going. Ticks are kind of on that same vein as well. Um, yeah. But a lot of these insects don't need their organs outside of having sex. Mm. So they just need them to reproduce. And fleas, I could see a flea being, well, the, yeah, the flea in the cartoon, like his whole deal is just being durable and, you know, being the 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 maverick of the group in in his own right and then but in a other superhero context the thing like a uh, a flea in a superhero context could be he's like the flash he can get there really fast he probably has like some and he's durable so like he can be thrown against the wall and he's basically like the distraction while the rest of the team figures out the shit that they got to do so like the shark is the muscle the shark has a also a gut that can digest a, like people found tires in a shark's gut yeah yeah so like why not i could see because well they'll, the the idea of a shark is that like oh hey i'll try this out and they eat it like well, that's yeah. funny and they just keep going like they don't realize what they <laughs> ate and <laughs> and i know some people like that yeah <laughs> Uh, you know drinking anyway so that was okay i'm trying to think the horseshoe crab because that's the difference between the horseshoe crab and in real life i'm not i don't know if you're still talking about the the cartoon but the horseshoe crab um they are they're used in medical purposes Mm -hmm. i believe with blood and stuff like that That they're bled like christ um, yeah, and I'm a little. It's a little upsetting just because you know we don't understand. It's a risk of how much trauma that puts on them. Like once you take the blood and you put it back, and like, oh no, they'll be fine. Like, you know, getting drained of blood like on a yearly basis is kind of messed up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, it's it's the worry is also due to climate change making their perfect system finally collapse yeah and so that's that's what i worry about them where but in terms of a superhero power because that's the other thing um i don't know what particularly versus a flea like the flea is the fastest or the cockroach is the fastest or the cockroach is a spy so okay. you have a, a spy character, and then the flea is your Flash character, and yeah. your Spider-Man is your, you know, your Spider-Man. He's like the, I guess the not the glass, maybe a little bit of the glass cannon. Can I inter- can I just interject here and say that there's probably there's probably somebody listening to this and, and they will make the com- show. <laughs> they've completely lost the plot about what the fuck you're talking about. I bet you there's somebody. Listening. <laughs> like, I can go around. I mean, I'm making this up as I go. You you asked me what the qu- the question was. What is the who is the best animal superhero? And I'm like, yeah. The first answer was well, your first character is Spider Man, and then if right. you're building a team, your Marvel. Yeah. 
uh, Avenger group. Yeah. You'd have the shark, you'd have the flea, you'd have the cockroach, yeah. the horseshoe crab, the cassowary. And I'm trying to think of any other animal that would be like the perfect mix because everybody wants um, cheetah or cool animals. And I'm like, no, get the weird ones because they're the I, ones that survive. I'd like to see the octopus. <laughs> yes. That would, I, think um, that would I can't cool. believe I forgot. I can't or believe frog. I forgot the octopus. Frog, there are a couple. Well, see, frogs are, there's a lot of uh, frog theme heroes. Yeah. And immediately, I'm, you know what? I'm going to interject because immediately there's going to, you're talking about the people listening and they're the My Hero Academia because there's a frog girl in that. Oh, is there? I see. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to talk about My Hero Academia. <laughs> I know nothing about it. I, I don't just know I that don't there's know a frog either. girl. Shall we, shall we both guess what that show is about and then the 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 listeners can email in or and yell about, about it and yeah they can they can tell which one of us is is closer to the truth so you go first okay so you guess what my hero academia is about i i have some more knowledge of it but it is essentially okay. sky high which right. is a really weird uh disney movie about superheroes going to high school and right. the main character doesn't have superpowers so i know that much okay. and he's um ab absorbing the powers of superman so there's a Superman character and he's slowly absorbing the powers. Now for the rest of the plot and how yeah. it goes on, mm -hmm. I can only guess it leads to the kid eventually getting the powers, but then somehow being turned to the dark side in the okay. process. But I don't know. Okay. My guess is that My Hero Academia is about, like you said, sky high, mm -hmm. but instead... I think it's a boarding school that superhero parents send their super kids just to get them out of their way. Yeah, to get them out of their way. Okay. It's kind of it's kind of like X Men, but they send their kids off, <laughs> and so it's kind of a bit like X Men crossed with Hogwarts. There you go. Right. Yeah. There's so many shows like that. I get so tired of school shows. I mean, I was never into them as a kid personally. Yeah, we used so, to have one over here called The Worst Witch. Did you ever hear about that? The Worst Witch? I think I... Yeah. It's it either was, there... It's a superhero school or a witching school. And what, this the, was before... I mean, I'm just talking about the, the trope of, like, child oh, right. go, gets sent away to boarding yeah, school. Yeah. And I think The Worst Witch does sound familiar, but it, wasn't it a movie? Um, It was a TV show. It was a TV show. And yeah. I, I'm just wondering if they made it into, like, a singular movie. I don't think here. so, but I don't. It's it, it's a testament to maybe how good the stories were because imagine just being like, yeah, I'm writing this book about this really shitty witch, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, does she do magic? Well, not really. Mm. Well, then what the fuck does she do? You know, it's kind of the point of of the witch that she can't it's do a, it. It's the worst witch. Um, yeah, like, that's like saying that's like saying like, yeah, I'm writing this book about this uh, this terrorist. He's the worst terrorist. Like, What's the diary? That's the the lore of a diary wimpy kid too. Like, I don't know oh, why wait, people. He's a terrorist. That he's a terrorist. <laughs> the wimpy <laughs> kids in ISIS. Is that how you tell me? Wow. Okay, that's that takes it a whole new level. Because that's why he's the wimpy kid. He's the wimpy, he's the wimpy kid because he he wimps out of like being a bomber. 
<laughs> he can't, can't commit to anything, and he's jealous of his fat friend who actually committed suicide for his, his god, I guess. Because that I, I've watched videos trying to go into the logic of why the wimpy kid is really weird. <laughs> And he's very jealous of his fat friend we, who gets all the girls. <laughs> we, uh, we, we have, we have definitely lost any prospect of a sponsor by bringing this up. Hello Fresh has just completely fucking dropped us. <laughs> oh, that's what you get. I don't know how Abby's one or Pleb Comics went, but <laughs> I get weird. <laughs> I go places. We didn't talk about ISIS. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, so, you brought it up because you asked if it went yeah. to like a terrorist. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I was going to go into like just the fact that any program about schools suck because I don't want to. It doesn't relate to me. I was like, when I grew up, um, most of the shows I was into were, well, I like Animaniacs. And I like um, Ren and Stimpy and I like... Mm -hmm. Uh, just Looney Tunes, but when you watch all those, or and Mickey Mouse and stuff like that, you know, Merry Melodies. Basically, you have a character that just exists and goes about their day shopping, and they're yeah. adults. And they, they're kind of like um, roaming, roaming entities in a way. These, yeah, these, these cartoon characters—they just like Bugs Bunny would just come into someone's life and just fuck it up. Like, yeah, no, well, he just no he exists, and yeah. it's basically bugs exist in a space, and then somebody annoys him, and then he decides to say, "Hey, uh, you, you're getting in my way," and he messes up. And there's two different types: you either the Bugs Bunny type, which is like, "Hey, I'm going to make your life miserable because you made my life miserable," or you have yeah. Mickey Mouse, where it's like, "I'll try and fix everything, and then it falls apart." Either mm -hmm. way, and that's mm -hmm. so that's probably the dynamic of just all cartoons. But yeah. my my I love those ones better because they're essentially adults just trying to live their lives, and that's more relatable because once you're out of school, you're just trying to live your life and going about your day, and the shit that happens at school can be kind of like here's a setting. But the right. idea of like falling in love or trying to date multiple people or getting homework done, I'm like I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So growing like regular show was like the greatest, the last greatest cartoon, in my opinion, if you ask me, because it was about adults just trying to survive and a right. bunch of weird shit happens on them. And yeah. I don't want to say animation wise, it's the best. But I'm just saying that like it's it, it hits all the right buttons and not many shows get made quite like that. And I'd maybe venture time. I mean, there's a bunch of shows I do, well, like, but it's just like it, any of the new, sh all the new shows basically involve a young person learning how to do magic and it's getting annoying. <laughs> yeah. And also I find like, I find there's a lot of animation shows now that are very self depreciating or mm -hmm. they'll, they'll try and, um, water down hard things in like a, a, a way that's cool and zippy, you know, what uh, I mean? like a like a, a memeable way. Yeah, Patton also explained that um, he has a comedy bit about it. it he made during the mid two thousands, where he and his um, his old his. I don't know what the but she's past. She's no longer with us. Late wife. Late wife. Thank you. Um, yeah. They used to write script edits so right. here's a sad scene where oh my god uh the main protagonist just lost the love of his life like oh she's in a car accident and he's or something sort of silly happens but it's supposed to be this very somber moment and there's very um sad music playing 
Yeah. And then the producers say, oh, we don't want people to actually feel sad. Can you write a segment where, like, somebody off screen goes, oh, my God, I stepped in poop. <laughs> and that's literally, like, watch a lot of movies and you just see, like, yeah. here's a moment where the character is just, like, has an actual emotion and the actor is acting. But then they had to ADR in this line of, oh, no, the poop's going everywhere. I can't get my <laughs> shoes. Oh, the dog ran off with my dentures. Ah! It's just some, and it's just trying to keep mixed messages and mixed emotions. And it's, I, I not many people are aware of that, like, okay, well, here's people actually trying to, you know, write that stuff. It's it's right. frustrating. And I I miss watching I last night I remember I was talking with people about cartoons as I always do. <laughs> but in this particular one I remember that there's Winnie the Pooh. Sure. And one of the so the one from the nineties. Yeah. Um it's animated by Tokyo Movie Shinta TMS for short. Mm -hmm. And the anime their animation is stellar if you're ever familiar with their stuff. Then they worked on an episode of Rabbit Adopts a Baby Bird named Kessie. And the whole thing is about being a new parent. And it's Winnie the Pooh. And that is essentially a toddler show in its own right. Nothing ever gets insanely overly emotional. Nothing gets insanely yeah. scary on purpose. They're not debating like, geopolitics on Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, no, they're not doing that. They're also keeping things humble they're keeping things quiet they're keeping things relatable and there is silly moments of screaming because kessie is the bird is just like wah wah yeah but rabbit goes through the whole but the whole episode is rabbit going through the emotions of learning to fall in love with this bird and then during the winter she has to fly south because it's too cold for her up there mm -hmm. and he has to come to grips with his daughter essentially flying the coop so it's a story written for parents that kids can watch because you were as a child are relating to Kessie. Mm. It's like, why don't they make shit like this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> because when nobody's because the cartoonists don't have kids, it's because the CEOs don't have kids. It's like who's deciding that these stories are not sellable on the, to on the children. On the flip side, when it comes to comics, like most people assume like comics are very and you know like I read cape shit. Like I read, I read <laughs> comics. Like I read Marvel stuff weekly. Mm -hmm. So I'm aware of like how they water down. Um, like the, that medium can be seen as very immature. But there's one comic. Have you heard of um, Megan Mog? The one that's like yes, the the yeah. the witch and the cat. The witch right? and the cat. There's an owl, <laughs> and there's a guy called Werewolf Jones. Werewolf Jones. I have. I just recently bought a book of the shells and. Uh, seeds and shells i right. think that's what it's called yeah that i just bought that one and i'm Holy from shit. the yeah it's great that if, <laughs> if any listeners want a, a, a grim but what's great about that comic is like it totally nails what being a, a, a young adult or maybe just an adult is like like you'll you'll have friends or you may mm. have met people exactly like that like people it, it's almost like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but in like comic form. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's awful people doing but, awful things right, and but, trying but, to overcome the mental anguish yeah. that comes with it. But they just they completely justify what they do, yeah, in their heads, and they think that <laughs> they think they're completely without fault because they have justified it. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if the world says that they're bad people. They're like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, we're all right. We're all right. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> Maybe that's like regular show is so good too, because it's that same sort of thing where you don't have to 
they're not trying to be better than anyone else around them. They're just right. trying to survive. They're trying to do their stuff. Yeah. And there is no moral high ground or there is no they Yeah, they're not going to be better than who they are, but you like them because of that. Yeah. And yeah. I, there's a lot of people I think in just the world in general that are like that. And, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what make, that's what makes me watch like that's what makes me watch these shows like it's always sunny in philadelphia mm -hmm. and, and, and you know because i don't i don't like watching shows where there's an idealistic human in front of me that magically gets things right or if they get something wrong it's fixed within 40 minutes like God. i don't i don't yeah. like that i i'm okay with the, it it's a struggle for the networks to not have a program okay because uh, growing up i know we don't have serialized TV the way that we used to, which is every right. Friday or every Thursday you catch the next installment. Right. And sometimes something is resolved. Well, now that things are syndicated, so like the Simpsons, uh, learning about Homer's brother doesn't matter three episodes or, you know, in 30 minutes. Right. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah the way that they air these things out of order is more beneficial to have like things that can be wrapped up in a tight bow. But even yeah. with streaming services, people want to have a goal to reach at the end of their stories now. Course, so if you're yeah. going to binge watch a season, you kind of appreciate that the things that were set up in the first two episodes have some payoff or have some purpose to the mm. final end product rather than just story of the month. And yeah. it's easier if you do. Okay. One thing that's not done anymore are things like the twilight zone and the twilight zone reboot. I, all that was just remake. It was just, they take the old episodes and remade them. I didn't so, mind it. I mean, it was, I thought, I thought the remake was hit and miss, but I didn't, there were some episodes and I thought, Oh, nice. And there's some episodes I thought, why did you, Author. Yeah. Why yeah. did you put money into this? <laughs> exactly. But the, my point about those stories, there was Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock, um, I'm the Outer Limits. Yeah, a bunch of these ones that were just here's a contained story that will last for 30 minutes. And right. not many writers do things like that anymore. So I guess well, that might have been the appeal of Black Mirror, but I never watched yeah, that say. series either. Oh, you know, well, Black Mirror is one of those where where it's it's a real shotgun blast of quality because you'll get mm -hmm. some really great episodes and you'll get some really bad ones but the yeah the ones that hit stay with you <laughs> the ones that are bad you just think it, they, it, it they, they stink me. up the room yeah yeah it, it just annoys me because you can think of like a room full of writers just sat there going mm -hmm, we've made something really good here and and it annoys me because nobody clearly had the courage to go Actually, wait a minute yeah wait <laughs> Does any of this make sense? Is any of what these decisions that these characters make what humans would do, or are they just convenient for your plot? Like, there's a huge right. difference yeah. between the two. TV is planned out differently than animation as well. Sure. So, uh, like, my brain thinks in animation where it's like, okay, you should have all these ideas set up mm -hmm. before you start production. TV yeah. is different where they can have the first couple episodes set up and then something happens like COVID or an earthquake or somebody in the staff dies, et cetera. If not, disasters abound and you have to make changes on the fly, that yeah. sort of thing. So there could be instances where certain shows try and set up a plot that yeah. goes somewhere and that it doesn't. 
And I think that was says a lot about Game of Thrones, which is another one that I've not really watched, but I know I, everything why it went wrong. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched a single. I haven't watched a single episode. I don't know yeah. anything about it, and I'm really fucking glad because I was one of those people. It's, it's the same with Breaking Bad. I never watched. I've watched one episode oh. of Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking Bad, you gotta watch though. Well, I hear that all the time, but then hey, you gotta listen because I got mm-hmm. told all the time you got to watch Game of Thrones. The final season came out and everyone was just like, what a waste of time. And I was like, well, look at me. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> waste my time at all. <laughs> look at wins. I think with uh, Breaking Bad, it pays off well. Sure, really well. I, I get and, that. And, I don't, and this is me having maybe watched season one and two and a little bit of three, but yeah. you catch the episodes that matter I think it's five seasons and okay, we got people in the email screaming. Um, <laughs> like how many seasons of Breaking Bad without me looking at it? I don't know, six, five. Um so but it's a complete story. And I appreciate sure. that more than these things going on forever, like the fact that Dexter came back. Um yeah. I love Bob Ogenker or how to pronounce his last name, um, for Better Call Saul. Yeah. I'm watching that one, but I can guarantee you that there's a lot of things in there that I don't it's not breaking bad. Yeah. Which is great because it's its own thing, but that I'm like, okay, what where does some the with Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, there's definitely filler bits. Like yeah, this yeah. is just kind of dragging out a story, more episodes than it needs to, um, in a in a certain way. And I don't know, but then I I still enjoy it. Like it it is an actually well crafted series of events that has payoff for its setup. And mm-hmm. with Better Call Saul, I haven't seen the last of the fifth season. But that story is like, well, you know where it's going to go. Right. Because it plays into Breaking Bad. It's a prequel and all that. But then you're right. like, what? why? <laughs> yeah. I'm still curious. Like, why? <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. Like, it's a, it's a genuine curiosity because all the characters are interesting. And he's another character that is, he's not perfect. And he's designed not to be perfect. And you always there's a lot of bait that makes you feel like he's going to get perfect but then you know truthfully he's not going to be Mm. um so maybe that's the criticism from other people but in terms of breaking bad that is the people who get punished get punished Mm. uh i will say the movie so there was a movie with that was the the sequel that's on netflix i don't know okay people are glad to have some closure but i don't Mm. know if i particularly needed the same closure but right who did we get oh it was hang on I actually okay i'm gonna look this one up he's in twin peaks the season three and i'm somebody who likes twin peaks season three a lot but i can people can argue <laughs> people can say you're wrong <laughs> but i'm trying to think of the actor who passed away and he replaced the police officers and in the movie in oh robert robert wallace forrester and I'm Robert get Wallace Forrester. And he was the last movie he was the El Camino, which is the Breaking right. Bad movie. So that's yeah. what, and I guess he's in Better Call Saul, but I don't remember him being in that scene, but he might have had small cameos. Well, I guess he had to be. Yeah, because it's okay, wow. So those are his last movies, and he was also 
Uh, if you ever watch Jackie Brown, which is a Tarantino film, that's a he's pretty he's one of the main characters in that too. And I feel like that really sets up his why he's a likable actor. So Robert Forrester, cool. and okay. I want to at least establish that much on it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was it was great seeing him in the Breaking Bad. It's great giving all these great actors mm-hmm. these bits because there's just not enough um, star quality actors, I want to say. Like, they're... Or character actors. Like, they all have to be pretty people. Right. And I forget... Yeah, you were talking with somebody else how Instagram models have to get lots of likes and, like, attention in order to get jobs. And that's really sad because I don't... I purposely avoid Facebook and I purposely avoid... Did I mention that to you earlier in this conversation? It wasn't... No, it was in a... I listened to a podcast with a previous person. Oh. Yeah, so like you linked me and I heard a little bit. Of- I'm so sorry. Do you know what? I did those podcasts three years ago and I can't remember. Wow. Anything. Yeah, I just can't remember. So you're just getting back to the podcasting then? Yeah, Dallas asked me if you want if we if we wanted to do some back up. And, yeah, we- wow. Okay. Well, there you go. You're gonna find more people now. And then we, I don't- yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I'm definitely. I. I'm, I limit the amount of things that I watch in my life because uh-huh. I like creating and I spend more time and I have video games too. So it's, sure. I, I learned early on that when you just consume media and you consume everything that is offered to you, mm-hmm. you're left with dissatisfaction yeah. and just kind of pent up, you know, frustration. It's like, why did I waste my time watching that? Like, oh, that wasn't as good as the advertisements led me to believe, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I've learned to kind of not just consume. So, yeah, we're in Game of Thrones. So I, it's like, well, if it's good, I'll watch it. And then it turned out not to be good. But yeah. then I actually engaged with Breaking Bad and the payoff was worth it in my well, hopefully, opinion. <laughs> hopefully our listeners uh, see that you are on this podcast and they're satisfied that you're here. But <laughs> they may be unsatisfied with the fact that uh, we are running out of time. Okay. So well, that's a good it's unfortunate. It's a good good ending, honestly. I of think course. that was fine. Um but before you go, the one thing we like to do to our guests who come on um, is give them a space to promote themselves or a project or a cause or a charity or someone they know. Any maybe you want to send a message to the world. We give everybody this platform. <laughs> um <clears throat> please don't make it uh <laughs> don't make it toxic i got it um <laughs> <laughs> but no interruptions unless i unless i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> got it got it <laughs> so this is your time go ahead uh yeah okay. and, and also no judgment if you want to promote yourself that's gonna be- yeah um my i really don't like promoting my twitter too much i do have instagram but i don't uh, i need to get back and updating it so instagram is a n n i e m a e zero four my art twitter is uh smot may which is s m o t m a e so anytime you spell my last name it's m a e um and those are the places i draw i do whatever and Mm -hmm. i kind of just coast along life um i guess the, you know be nice but protect yourself if there's any message i want to give people where That's nice you you don't have to be 
there for other people, but make mm -hmm. sure you're there for yourself. Okay. I guess that might okay. be the, what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you know, but, but if being there for other people is just kind of, you know, support them when they're asking for it. But if they're asking too much, it's okay to back off. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. the thing. There you go, guys. There's your advice for the day yeah. or the night, depending where you are in the world. <laughs> um, Annie, it's been a, or Annie May, I should say, it's been a complete pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you, sir. And it's, I uh... did not expect to be talking about fleas, horseshoe crabs and all the rest. Well, yeah, you never know where my brain goes. So you never that's how it be. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Welcome back to a podcast with strangers. You have now reached the middle part of this podcast. And usually uh, what we do is we give recommendations off the top of our heads, from our hearts, because um, we don't have any sponsors. We don't have any money. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. So normally we give a recommendation. We go, hey, we just checked out this thing. Oh, yeah, we, we like this thing. And then you guys uh, go and check it out. And it's really cool because um, it's authentic. It's real. It's personal, you know, but this week we're going to do something different. Um, so we're going to load up a website called Wikipedia. You've heard of this Wikipedia, right, Dallas? Yeah, I've donated to them once, only oh, once. Saint. And no. what we're going to do is we're going to click on random article and then we have to recommend what comes up so on three ready whole yes. new page ready three two one go oh my god what the fuck right do you want to go or do you want me to go yeah i'll go uh it's a it's a little little album called the essential michael nyman band it's a, <laughs> it's a studio album featuring a collection of music by michael nyman written mm. for the films of peter greenaway and newly performed by the michael nyman band it's a, it's a banger. It's it's what the kids say slaps. It slaps pretty hard. It slaps your mom right in the face. Good lord. And I recommend it wholeheartedly. There's nothing problematic about it that I could see. It is okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh wait, wait. No, no. It's good. It's good. Okay. Okay. Well, go check out that album, which was what? What was that? Uh, it's the Essential Michael Nyman Band. The Essential Michael Nyman Band, obviously. Yes. Go check that out. Um, my one, my recommendation this week is um, Beck's Futures, uh, which was a British art prize um, sponsored by Beck's Beer in the UK. Um, oh, cool! It was um, it, it was sort of like the Turner Prize, but the prize fund was larger. And oh, the art that's come out of this, which I cannot see because there's no picture, but oh. You best believe there was some art. Um, uh, Roderick Buck Buchanan, he won in 2000. Tim Stoner won in 2001. It only goes up to 2006. Um, wow. Yeah. And it's British? Oh. How coincidental. Uh, you're telling me. But, <laughs> oh my God, this is a struggle. Yeah, there's some art. They're not showing me the art, but. Yeah, look up Google Beck's Futures, B-E-C-K apostrophe S, Futures. Anyway, so let's go on with the next. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on with the next interview. Load it up, put it in the cannon, fire it, go, interview two. All right. My next guest is Ali from Canada. Ali, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. So I sent you a message. Actually, no, you sent me a message. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it said in the message that you are a student 
of something I didn't know you could be a student of, but it may make sense <laughs> that you can be a student of it, obviously. Do you want to talk about what you are a student of? Yeah, so I am a student, so I am in my master's of landscape architecture. Landscape architecture. Now, in my mind, does that just mean making really nice gardens? Because landscaping is, is garden stuff. So is it just arranging the earth in, in uh, new and, and different ways? Yeah, so a lot of people do think it's just like gardens, like especially on a residential scale. So mm -hmm. residential meaning just like one homeowner. And yeah. so that's what most people think. But you're more correct with like rearranging the earth. Like we do like work with like terrain and changing grades or slopes of the earth so yeah that's part of it as well basically a lot of our realm is the outdoor world and you never ever wanted to learn something that maybe would keep you inside and out of the yeah <laughs> and the elements you just wanted to be outside i see yeah my undergrad degree is in environmental management so again very outdoorsy so yeah i don't like being inside places much that's interesting i was actually it's, it's funny you mentioned grades because i recently bought an e-bike and they're saying, oh, you can go up so many different grades of hill. And I tried to research oh, okay. it. I just, I cannot wrap my head around like a 10% hill. I don't know what yeah. that means. Is that, is it is it more complicated than I think it is? Nope, 10% on your e-bike would probably be about 10% uh, to a landscape architect. <laughs> okay, but I don't know what 10% means in general. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Does that mean that it's a degree? Is it 10 degrees? And or 10% is like is the slope calculation. So slope is rise over run mm -hmm. in a basic sense. So your rise is how high the change is from one point to another, like vertically. Okay. Yeah. So you start on the ground and then at one point and then you either go up or down from that. And then your run is how long. So using that calculation, we can determine what the grade is. So a 10% grade is just a calculation of a rise over a run. I think I get it. All I know is <laughs> I live in one of the hilliest cities in England and oh, okay. people just go, is it steep? Yeah, it's not <laughs> as steep as the other hill or it's less steep than that hill. And that's pretty much the system we've got. It's, it's pretty medieval. Um, so you said in your message to me that you're focusing on drones in your yes. in your masters. So how that's, that's my plan. <laughs> well, it's a great plan. It's why I because I, I would have never put landscaping, architecture, and drones in the same pool. So can you can you talk about that? Yeah. So a lot of landscaping, or, uh, or I should say, landscape architecture, we're focusing on sometimes some pretty big areas. So a lot of the time, we need to know what's in an area before we start looking at designing it from scratch. Mm -hmm. Usually, like in the past, landscape architects and students, we've used like Google Earth to get satellite imagery of, a, of an area. But a lot of the times, the resolution, so when you zoom in, the, it's really pixelated. So that's not as high res as we would like to see it. So if, uh, so if using drones, we can control the resolution by flying as close to the earth as we want or as far away. Well, I guess I shouldn't say as far away. We can only go up uh, 122 meters here in Canada legally. Because of the airplane regulation. Yes. Yes, that's part of it. Just for safety. 
So by being able to control how high up the drone is, mm -hmm. that helps get some higher resolution imagery. So for landscape architecture, what that means for us is that, yeah, we have a high resolution and we can get some of our inventory done. So just seeing like what kind of trees are there perhaps, or yeah. if there's an area where it looks like there could be like some drainage issues. So like if it rains really hard, we can maybe see if that area, like once it rains really hard and the water stays, we can see if that's, if that's a poor drainage area or if that's a low point. So it just gives us, a, it's just another tool for us to kind of use. And it's like, hasn't been really explored too much in the field. Cause I feel like I, I started out kind of just like as a hobby drone pilot, but yeah. now taking it to the next level and like applying it to a professional practice. Very cool. But I'm, I'm assuming that the ultimate dream would be to own a satellite. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> where you want. If you, if you exactly where across, I want. Yeah. Billions of dollars, maybe, maybe a yes. satellite. And some um, drones can get pretty up there, like, sure, um, yeah. So there's some like that can carry lidar sensors, which basically uses lasers to bounce from the drone to the earth, and that um, enables 3D modeling for us. So wow, and those drones can be expensive. Like I know of one that's like a quarter million Canadian dollars. <laughs> wow, I don't know what that They're would saving. be. <laughs> um. It Expensive. We can just say expensive. Yes, very expensive. Yeah. I don't know the currency conversion off the top of my head. So, given your background in in, uh, you said your undergrad was environmental, environmental science management. Right? Management. Yeah. Okay, and and now you're doing landscape architecture. Does that mean that you you uh, see landscapes and, and the countryside in a totally different way? Does that mean that you go somewhere and you go, Jesus, look at this place? I think so wouldn't. sometimes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's like one of the things, one of our prof our profs here in my program, they talk to us and they say like, once you're done this uh, program, this landscape architecture masters, you're yeah. going to drive people nuts because you'll be able to look at a landscape and you can point out a million things that could have been done better. And people are going to be like, oh my gosh, really? Why would wow. you bring that up? <laughs> have you ever visited somewhere like that? And you just thought this place is a mess. Yes. <laughs> We can, you can say where. <laughs> All right. So there's a, um, it was in, it was where I went to school actually, like for elementary school. I was really uh -huh. young and the school closed down a, quite a long time ago and it was supposed to be bought out by a developer to build into condos, but something fell through and now it's just, the building's gone. They, they demolished the building, but that was it. So like, it's just been like the area has just been left to, go wild like there's just all sorts of plants there's no maintenance it's basically right. an abandoned lot and and like they left the foundation of the old building and it just uh -huh. drives me nuts because <laughs> you know you could do something amazing with it yeah okay hey so so far on your shopping list you have a satellite <laughs> uh this abandoned lot i don't know i don't know it's an expensive list but yes, I have expensive taste, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any place you know of on the earth that to you is the most beautiful landscape and doesn't need to be touched by human hands? Do you have somewhere um, that you think this is pristine, this is fantastic, nothing else needs to be done? <laughs> there is a national park in my area. It's mm -hmm. called the, well, I'm, I'm kind of close to it. 
and by kind of close, I'm a couple hours away still. Okay. But the parks, like it's in uh, Tobamori, it's like the Bruce Peninsula National Park in Canada, and it's just gorgeous, just naturally, <laughs> like blue, like crystal clear blue waters, mm-hmm. trees everywhere, trees growing out of rocks, which is insane. <laughs> how in how do they do that? <laughs> how does the tree <laughs> so grow out of rock? Only certain types of trees do. And right. so how they do it is there'll be like a ever so slightly a layer of like moss or lichen. So there is some, mm. there is some sort of base for it. It's not growing like right. Out, it looks like it sometimes, but usually okay. there's like, there's a base of like lichen or moss and the tree, a seed will come flying through the wind one day, land in that moss. And then, then a couple years later, there's a tree. It's crazy. Oh, how cool. Yeah. So does that mean you're you're one of these people who's always outside and your dream is to live out in that wilderness? Are you one of these people who wants to live in a cabin out in the woods or or like a, you know, an RV camper van? You know, are, are you that kind of person or are you very much like I visited the wilderness, now I'm back in the city and you take time out from each different world? I feel like I'm kind of in between. Like I like to be close to a city for like amenities. That uh-huh. you can only find in an urban area but i don't want to be too far away from like nature so ideally yeah. i kind of want to live like outside of like city limits have mm-hmm. a property and then this might be adding to my expensive list again <laughs> <laughs> have a, like a large property and i wanted to kind of just like design the like my property's landscape it would be like a couple acres probably but yeah like not too far from the city but like home would be like very naturey. So does that mean that you would you would use big machinery like diggers and, and uh, bulldozers and that sort of thing or are you more a subtle difference and more of like using nature to to shape nature sort of thing? That's a good question. I'd probably I want to try and disturb whatever landscape I end up on. I'd probably want to disturb it as little as possible. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to put a water feature in, then obviously I want to, I'll have to yeah. get like a bulldozer or hire someone to put one in for me. <laughs> I've always wanted to use a really big bulldozer. I don't know what yeah. it is. It's, yeah, it's something, it's something um, deep down inside you. Like, yeah, for sure. There's some, I don't know. Maybe that's why humanity has gone so far with technology. It's just that we, is it just that? It's a great feeling when you've made something look different from what it used to be. Is that what? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think there's part of that. Trans- yeah. You just transform it. And like, since I'm a student, I haven't had much opportunity to transform things. Like I've done like projects where I designed like hypothetical parks and stuff. So I haven't had the chance to kind of see something mm-hmm. in reality yet. But I feel like that's part of it too. Like just to see like, Oh, I designed this like on paper and now it's like here, like in the landscape. It's real. It exists. I feel like that'd be very cool to achieve too. So you've, I'm presuming that you've, you've studied a little bit of geography along with this and also maybe some botany as well. So, you know, yeah. and everything like that. So yeah. where, where are you going with this in the future? Is, are, do you work for the government for this sort of thing? Or is it more um, rich people who want to, I, ter- <laughs> I don't think terraform is the right word. But you get what I'm getting at with basically yeah. terraform, I'm assuming. So yeah, there's different um, ways to get into like after 
I'm, I'm done my degree. Mm-hmm. A couple ways I could go. Like, I could go into the public sector, which would be government. Mm-hmm. And, like, be, be hired on as a landscape architect eventually. Because there's a whole licensing uh, with landscape architects. Like, once I'm done school, I have to yeah. be mentored for a certain amount of time. And then I can write a registration exam. And then after I pass that exam... I would be, be able to, I would finally be able to call myself a landscape architect right now. I'm right. a student only. But once like you're kind of like a full landscape architect, yeah, government is an area people go into like our federal government will hire for national like national park design or even just as a consultant for the government. And then there's private sector, so that would be like different firms in the area. And they, they would be hired on by different clients. So a client could be like, it could even be in a municipality and you're just hired on as like a separate firm. Or it could be some person who's rich and wants to do something with a couple acre lot they have. So yeah. it can take you in different directions, which I didn't think was ha- was possible when I got into my master's. I thought like, oh, I'm going to be a landscape architect eventually one of these days i didn't know there was going to be all these different avenues that you can take which is quite interesting is it just you wanted to get in well i'm amazed that you got here because i didn't know it was a thing so did you get into it did you just fall into this because you wanted to make cool stuff in the like out of the world literally or a lot of people don't just wake up when they're five years old and say, I want to be a landscape architect. Right, exactly. Some people wake up when they're five years old and say, I want to be an architect, but you never hear landscape architect. No one knows who does that. Yeah. <laughs> like, who designs parks? Like, no one knows. It's a mystery. They disappear one day. Hmm. So I think, because I was doing environmental, my environmental management, and I was a GIS technician. So what I did with that, so that's basically mapping. GIS stands for geographic information systems so i did a lot of mapping in like a really like forested area of Mm -hmm. where i am so i'm in ontario so i was like in the northern part of ontario so it's a lot more forested than the southern part the southern part's more urban and agricultural i started there but then i felt like i needed to be like i wanted to be more creative with what i was doing like sure map making can be creative but i wanted to go like a step further so I have no idea how I got here, but I think I just like was researching like, cause I had my undergrad, my bachelor's degree. And I was like kind of researching like different master's program. And I found landscape architecture and I, I was re- reading into it. And I'm like, this sounds like something I can get into, like design some things, get that creativity, but also you're designing, but you're also factoring in the environment, which I think is really important. So, mm-hmm. oh, and what you make it might last for centuries potentially. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, your, your, your stamp on things, and like with climate change, kind of in this day and age, like I think my field, like landscape architecture, I think that's going to be really important in the next couple of years because a lot of what, what we do is we bring a lot of ecology into these designs. So bringing in like, for example, plants that are native to an area that are beneficial to the wildlife there, which is really going to be important kind of going forward, especially with biodiversity loss or just species 
becoming extinct. <laughs> yeah. So trying to like help them, like trying to prevent that a little bit. Carbon sequestration. So that's involving storing carbon, like trees. You can store carbon in trees, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah, so trees are trees are very trees are very good for the environment. <laughs> oh yeah, I think more people yeah. should know that. You should, yes. you should plant a few trees in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because like trees, That's... they give... So we take in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. The trees, they take in the carbon dioxide and put back oxygen. So it's really that beneficial for us too. <laughs> yes. For the listeners who don't know um, that carbon cycle. Is it the carbon cycle? I don't know. The oxygen cycle. <laughs> air. If you don't know where air comes from, it's trees. Spoiler Basically. Alert. Yeah. So plant some trees. Um, there's also, um, at least in this country, there's these things called um, flower bombs. And they come in the shape of like a grenade. And they're Ooh. made of this um, uh, biodegradable material. And inside there's a bunch of like wildflower seeds. And what you do is you sort of wet it and then you just throw it. And it lands oh, wow. in the dirt. It cracks open and then the seeds go out. Um, and the, the, the paper is nourishing for the seeds okay. um and the idea is to be a sort of like graffiti artist anarchy anarchist yeah that abandoned lot that you mentioned earlier right you could throw like three in there and then you'd have some plants for the bees yeah that'd be so um, cool yeah i've heard of also in la um some people putting wildflower seeds in pepper salt and pepper shakers oh and yeah they just, yeah yeah they just walk along the road and they just shake and they just put these flowers anywhere, anywhere That's they crazy. can find. I know I've heard like people that like they're getting married and instead of like handing out like confetti or rice to throw out, like some of them will hand out wildflower seeds to throw as the couple comes back down the aisle, especially yeah. in like outdoor spaces. I think that's really yeah. neat. <laughs> um, I think it was um, in Dublin. So you're talking Republic of Ireland. Okay. They, they asked the public outside of the city hall of Dublin if they wanted to have grass, like a, a well-kept lawn, mm -hmm. or did they want to have wildflowers? Um, and the public said wildflowers just for a year, see how it goes. And everyone right. apparently, people thought that it was a professionally done flower bed because of all the colors and right, the yeah. different types of plant that grow. And also all the, all the insects loved it. Yeah, yeah. So that's it now. They're just going to do wildflowers every year. That's oh, nice. That's just what they've decided. Yeah, like part of uh, landscape architecture too is kind of balancing aesthetics. So like, does it look nice versus ecology or is it good for the environment? So yeah, I wonder if there's like, is there trends? Yeah, there's a definitely, we're definitely trending to kind of favor the ecology, I think, in my opinion. Interesting. Interesting. So like, we're seeing a lot less like turf, like a lot of people like just a lawn, like a lot of people now are like, they're adding um, gardens like that are beneficial to bees and butterflies mm. and all sorts of pollinators. We're seeing more of that, yeah. Versus just like your traditional, here's a square of turf. You have to mow it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I also hate seeing fake grass, fake plastic. Green. Yeah, I think it looks so shit. <laughs> I understand because some people are like, oh, I just hate mowing, and you're like, grow up, just yeah, wildflowers out there. Come on. Uh, I think we have unfortunately run out of time. Okay. Um, but this has been this has been what this podcast is all about. It's about talking to strangers and learning something, learning about something um, that 
you didn't know about before. And I, I didn't know anything about landscape architecture. So thank you so much for coming on. What I'm going to try and ask you now is we like to give our guests um, at the end of each uh, interview a platform for them to, to promote something. It could be themselves, it could be a cause, a charity, um, uh, or maybe send a message to the world, you know, some advice. So this is your time. If you want to, you know, just talk about whatever you want. Within reason, (laughs) don't go crazy. Okay. So after you. So yeah, I guess just from my ecological, environmental standpoint, uh, like I said earlier, plant more trees. That's always always good advice I can offer to people in the world. If you don't have room for trees, find out what native plants are to your area so it doesn't have to be as big as a tree it can be a shrub it can be something smaller it can just be like wildflowers like you said earlier so plant more just plant get more diversity in the in plants Hmm. which helps our wildlife so much so i think that if i had a a chance to say anything to the world that would be it just plant plant more (laughs) plant 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 yeah and plants you don't want to promote any of your social media or anything like that you want to be completely uh, selfless and say yes <laughs> that's admirable i think like, as a profession we tend to be like that like we tend to not promote like ourselves as people we don't want to promote like the ideas the principles we stand behind <laughs> yeah okay well we've never had anybody be so passionate about <laughs> planting plants before but i love it why not all right awesome um, Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me again. Welcome back to a podcast with strangers. I want to say thank you to our guests, Annie May and Hanny, 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 Hannah without the H. It's incredible. They let me have this microphone and I just talk into it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, thank you so much to our guests. Oh, sorry. Fuck me. God. It, it, it's, it's progressive. This brain degeneration is, is, I'm having surgery in January. You know that? Is it oh, for the nerve. brain? No, oh, it's okay. my nose. My nose. <laughs> close, close. Yeah, brain. close. Maybe they might slip, go into my brain. They might set something right. Uh, I want to say thank you to our listeners. Uh, we we have noticed that there are some there's some loyal listeners who tune in every Friday, and we want to say thank you so much for turning up week after week. We do appreciate. We see you. We don't we don't actually see you, but like we see you. Um, if you're following on iTunes or if you're listening on iTunes, please rate us five stars. I don't care anymore. I'm demanding it. I'm demanding it. I'm demanding it. Five right stars now. Right, right now. now. I'm demanding it. We're not leaving until you review, okay? Yeah. We'll wait. Please. Come on. We'll wait. Uh, follow us on Twitter at StrangersPDCST. Um, you can send us a message. And if you'd like to be on the show, send us an email, a podcast with strangers at gmail.com. Sorry, I had to burp in the middle of that and I didn't want to stop it. Um, a podcast with strangers at gmail.com. Join us. This show is so fucking off the rails. <laughs> yeah, we'll get through it. We, we're almost there, man. Yeah, we're almost there. You have to take me aside after this. Like, listen, man, if this is too much for you, we can. Yeah, it's fine. Join us next time, next week for uh, the Nerd Herd, where we will be talking to two nerds about their nerdy things, their nerdy stuff, and it's it's more nerdy than. Um, the History Channel is more nerdy than the honor. It's nerdy. It's very nerdy. And I'm very excited. Dallas, any final... Say something, please. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Tune in. You have some fun. All right. Bye-bye. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, Christmas. Fuck, it's Christmas.
Oh yeah, enjoy the Christmas. Christ. All of you. Enjoy. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. Goodbye. The word for this week is you. The word for this week is you. Did you, um, did you review us yet? Did you, could you? We're, we're not leaving until you do it. Yeah. Could you also just send this to somebody and just say like, oh, this is my new favorite podcast. I love this podcast. And then, you know, Yeah, lie to them. Trick them. That's what we do. I, I commit fraud every day. That's that medium. Good.